Love Talk Radio. Welcome to the Greater St. Stephen Missionary Baptist Church, coming to your homes live from Portland, Oregon. We are a people of worship, work, and prayer, ready to serve the Lord, ready to serve with the community, and ready to withstand the enemy. Thank you for choosing to worship with us today. It is our prayer that during our worship experience that your love for God will be intensified, your faith be stirred, your hands get to clapping, and your feet get to dancing. After this song of preparation, be prepared to join Pastor Kimberly K. Black and the Greater St. Stephen's Church family as we bless the Lord. i 
that God is in this place, that his spirit is here. For those of you that are joining us on Blog Talk, good afternoon, good morning. We praise God for each of you that are here in the house and those that are on the line. And we just want to um, honor anyone, show love to anyone that's joining us this morning for the first time, amen. If you are calling in and this is your first time calling in, we'd love for you to say good morning, good afternoon to the church family. If you are a first-time caller or you are a visitor, please press 1 on your phone and we'll bring you on live, amen. Hallelujah. It's good to be in the house of the Lord, amen. It's good to be in the house of the Lord. Such an honor, such a privilege it is to worship the Lord our God and to be able to come together and to be in a place of oneness. Amen. Um, I'm, I'm still working out our order of worship, and so it, it feels really bad for me to go into some announcements after a high time of worship because the word of God, the, the worship is what, penetrates our heart to receive the worship, um, and to receive the word of God, amen, and so I'm asking that you just bear with us, amen, y'all know how I am, I, Mother Glow, you know I am a 
a perfectionist, amen. And so um, I got to get it get it right. I got to get it tight, amen. Um, but I do want to let you know that um, our hospitality ministry has um, shared with us that they are hosting our Christmas for Christ, amen. And we are in need of some things. Uh, first thing I can think of is some sound equipment. Amen. Uh, so if, if folks want to just give offerings so that we can do what we need to do to take care of the sound so we can go with some cash and not put a lot on credit, we got to get it tight. We got to get it right. Amen. Uh, we want to continue to do things in the spirit of excellence. But if you don't want to contribute to that, we always use toilet paper and paper towels. Amen. Offering envelopes, little bottles of water, amen. We're always in need of, of those type of things. And so if you have something that you want to give, I did see on the list a new humidifier. That one has been running for a couple of years now, so it's probably time to get a new one, amen. We always need to have more masks for guests that come in that don't have masks. We want them to be able um, to have masks. I think I just saw my ladybug, so I think I'm all right. Amen. I think I'm all right. I think I'm all right. Thank you, Jesus. Um, okay, thank you, Jesus. Amen. I'm all right. I'm all right. Uh, for those of y'all that don't know, the ladybug is, is my, my my sign of the anointing that the Lord is doing a great work. Amen. And everything is all right. So don't fret, don't fear, don't worry. Amen. Let go and let God. So I, I saw the ladybug. Amen. So I'm all right. All right. So uh, so Christmas for Christ. Um, bring your items um, by, by the 25th. Pine salt, toilet paper, um, dish soap, whatever it is. We haven't been over next door quite a bit, so some of our stuff is stocking up. So that's good. That's wonderful. But we want to do Christmas for Christ. Uh, also, um, I, I enjoy talking to our ministry leaders when it's not iron shopping iron time. And I have conversation with some of them, and it has been meaningful to me. It has been impactful for me. And I was having a conversation with Minister Lee, and, and we were at work, and she was saying that, Pastor, I love it how, okay, I love it how, okay, I don't know. I love it how, um, how we do work in the ministry. <laughs> how we do work in the ministry and um, we work within the community but in the time for us it is time for us it is time for us to broaden our stretch of community uh, we extend all of our, our, our love and support to our neighbors across the street but she shared, um, Pastor, we want people outside of, of Mallory Street to know of the work that we are doing here in the house. And opportunity came as soon as she said uh, what we need to be doing outside of the house. Amen. And uh, we, have, uh, we will be adopting a family from the Warner Pacific University. Uh, this family, um, the, the, the mother or the father, I'm not quite sure because we won't get the name until tomorrow. Um, they um, are a graduate student. They're working to get their master's degree or their bachelor's degree at Warner 
They work full time. And like all of you and I know, there is always a need. There is always a need. And so um, I, I, I played around with some things that y'all know I don't like to burden the church family with anything because y'all have y'all family too. But God has been good to greater things season. God has been good to us. Uh, we have people that tithe into our ministry that y'all don't see and some of y'all don't even know. And so I'm I'm going to I'm going to make an executive decision that we we just just write a check and and be a blessing to the family. Um, I wanted to go and do shopping, but uh, I shopped yesterday and I I took an hour nap and still it's just too much. It's real. So I I think that's what I want to do. I just want to write a check to the family. And and tell the mama to go buy or daddy go buy what you think he is going to need. How about that? All right. So I'll get the family name and we'll figure it out. Amen. We will figure it out. But I want you to know that's what we're doing. Next Sunday morning I'll be at St. Paul's preaching at 10 a.m. So please be praying. Please keep me lifted up. Worship will begin here at 11:30. Amen. We will continue to move with our order of worship. Nothing's going to stop our flow. I will be here in time for my 12 o'clock post, amen? But there's enough of us here to make sure uh, the, the Holy Ghost party gets started and the Holy Ghost party don't stop, amen? Amen. So we're, we're going to move with that. Uh, you know, last week I, I did not say happy birthday to our December birthday. That's because we use our phone um, four or five different ways. All right. Mother Kim is saying we have enough money for that and a Safeway card. Amen. Thank you. That's what, I, that's what I'm saying. Uh, we're going to be a blessing to somebody. We're not going to stop being a blessing because God's not going to stop blessing us. Um, but I want to say happy birthday, happy birthday. Uh, Mother Nancy Kimmins celebrated her birthday. On December 5th, Brother Cameron Smith will celebrate on December 17th. Cameron is turning 13. Wow. We remember when, don't we? <laughs> uh, Sister Yolanda Mays on December the 20th. Uh, Sister Nia Linnell Black on December the 20th. Our very own Sister Deacon S. Sanders on December 27th. And yesterday we honored uh, our baby girl, Sister Genesis Jackson Kalani, who would have been eight on yesterday. Amen. So happy heavenly birthday uh, to our baby girl, uh, as you all know her as Kalani. Amen. Kalani Classic Cakes. Amen. Her name is going to be a worldwide name. Come on here. Yes, we are speaking that into existence. Amen. And we're just truly grateful to God for that. Amen. If you can figure out which one this is, just give me a little more volume. Nothing. Okay. All right. The other thing I forgot to do last Sunday, nobody reminded me. Y'all don't need no gas and no groceries. 
We forgot the Safeway card. Amen. Okay, y'all, y'all don't want it. I'll just hold on. Okay, I, I, I'll just hold on to it then. Now, but that now I heard some noise. I heard some noise. So let's spin and see. Um, either you're on the line or you in person with us. Amen. And and you're gonna get this twenty-five dollar. Oh, it's a thirty-five. Thank you. Thirty-five dollar Safeway gift card. Amen. Amen. I'm going to try to hurry up so that we can get to the word. For those of you that have your Sunday school book, um, we are on um, the lesson today on 167. For those of you that are at home, please um, get your Bibles and go to Ephesians chapter 2, and then we're going to be ready for the word of God. But let's draw uh, right now. Let's draw a name. Let's draw a name. Who's going to win? Okay, Mother Kimmins is texting. She said, pull my name. Okay. Okay, what is happening here? Next. Okay, already. All these ads pop up on your phone. I wish they would stop. All right, we're going two, three, two, one, and our name is, okay, and you're over here. Um, Sister Yolanda Minifi, if you are on the line, press one. Okay, Sister Kamisha says she's not on the line. We're going to go again. Y'all make some noise. Sister Janetta Bradley. Huh? You said you take it? Amen. Amen. Sister Janetta Bradley. Amen. So we are so grateful to God. Amen. That we are able to be a blessing to the church family. Amen. All right, y'all. It is word time. It is word time. It is word time. And we are ready now to hear what the Lord has to say to us in this um, book of Ephesians. Um, Ephesians was written by who? All right. And who was it written to? The Church of Ephesus. Amen. The Church of Ephesus. And and tell me a little bit about the Church of Ephesus. I, I, I shared this information with us on last Sunday. Amen. All right, y'all. Now, come on now. We're trying to be scholars. They started, and Mother wasn't even here. Come on here. Mother wasn't in the building, but she was listening. She was listening. They started out on fire, doing good things, but got distracted. What distracted them? The things of the world. Racism, sexism, politics, all, all of that stuff that we deal with today, they were dealing with it then. I want to ask you a question. If Paul was here today, what do you think he would say to us today? Would he repeat this matter? Would he have some more stuff to add to it? 
he would add to it. Definitely. Because we are, are so far off from where we need to be. So let us pray. Gracious Father, we just thank you for life, health, and strength. We thank you for your word today because your word is like building. Your word gives us power. Your word gives us wisdom, knowledge. Your word gives us direction and correction. And we thank you, Holy Spirit, for the word of God that is alive within us. And now, God, as we look to your word, we ask that you would uh, wash away anything we thought we already knew about this uh, second chapter of Ephesians. And Holy Spirit, speak to us with a a new mindset that we may leave from this place renewed in our minds, renewed in our thinking, that we no longer contain stinky thinking. Cleanse us now, Father. Search our hearts and everything that you find in us that's not like you, Lord, that's hindering us from being doers of this word of Ephesians chapter 2, Reveal it to us that we may do what is right, what is pleasing in your sight. It's in thy son Jesus' name we pray. Thank God and amen. Um, I, 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 um, I want each of us to take a moment to reflect in a mirror. Can, can you do that? Can you reflect in a mirror? I had the thought to go get the mirror, but I, something else came over me. Look in the mirror now in your, your, your mind. What do you see? What do you see in that mirror? Those of you that are at home, you can take your phone and, and find the nearest mirror and take a look in that mirror. What do you see in that mirror? Tell me, what do you see, Brother Farrell, in that mirror? You see a good man? Okay. Mother, Mother Harris, what do you see? You see promise for the future? Elder Mayweather, what do you see in that mirror? A recipient of grace. Deacon of Sanders, what do you see in that mirror? Sister Vicki, what do you see in the mirror you're looking in? A child of God. The mirror reflects who we are. And some of us look deeply and we see who we were. And then we look past that and we see who God has called us to be. This lesson today is a lesson to help us be better at being the community within the church. Remember we said that a church without a community and a community without a church is unacceptable. But we are that church, and we are that community. And if we cannot see ourselves as who we are to be, what kind of community and what kind of church are we? 
lesson today, one in Jesus Christ. And as I, I was studying and as I was praying, I was like, God, help us to, to, to see deeper than what this lesson is giving us, than what this material is presenting to us. Help us to see what Paul would really want us to know about this lesson. What I'm going to do is I'm going to read Ephesians chapter 2, verses 11 through 22 um, from um, the Living Bible. Verse 11 says, Never forget that once you were heathen and that you were called godless and unclean by the Jews. As you look into your mirror, never forget that you were once a heathen. You were once a wretch undone. You was once a backstabber, a gossiper, a liar, a whoremonger, an adulterer a fornicator, a gossiper, a drunk. You were once, as you're looking in the mirror, because you know, we wasn't born saved, sanctified, and filled with the Holy Ghost, so don't sit here and, and tell that lie to the devil. Because we were not born saved. The Bible says in did my mommy and daddy conceive me? We were shaped in iniquity. Yes. Verse 11 says, never forget, y'all stay with me because we're going somewhere, that you were once a heathen and that you were once godless and unclean. I heard somebody say, let me find my notes, that I, I've, been, I've been listening to several different People talk about this passage of scripture. The one preacher says, I am a once was. I am a once was. Whatever you once was. Okay? Uh, verse, 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 uh, it continues here. It says, but their hearts, too, were still unclean. And even though they were going through the ceremonies, and rituals of godliness for their circumcision, then circumcised themselves as a sign of holiness. Now, the, the Jewish people back in those days, according to what we read, in order for them to be made holy, they went through the process of circumcision. And the men, the baby boys, were the only ones, the men, the boys, young boys, were the only ones that could get circumcised. So that left the, uh, the majority of this room out of being counted holy, righteous, God-fearing, full of the Holy Ghost. See, the, the law created division. The law created um, prejudice, sexism. Oh, y'all, 
Come on, y'all. Talk to me. The law did because only the males could get circumcised. When you read the Sunday school lesson, it talks about the temple. Now, I don't know if y'all know this or not, but the women were only allowed in the back of the temple. And then midway was the men. And then when they call it the holies of holies, only the priests could enter into that place once a year. So there was division in the temple back in those days. Verse 12. Remember that in those days you were living utterly apart from Christ. You were enemies of God's children and had, and he had promised you no help. You were lost without God, without hope. Verse 13 says, but now, somebody shout, but now. You belong to Christ. One day, you confessed Christ with your mouth and said, I believe that God gave his son Jesus to die on the cross for the remission of my sins. And I believe that Christ gave his life for me. He shed his blood for me. He was buried. And on the third day, he arose from the dead with all power. And if you did that one day, and the Bible says now you are saved. Oh, come on. Somebody ought to be shouting the victory up in here. Well, maybe y'all just ain't saved. It's just by word only. But now you belong to Christ Jesus. And though you were once far away from God, now you have been made, brought very near to him because of what Jesus has done for you um, with his blood. I'm going to pause right here and tell you something. That God wants those that are very far from him. I don't know who that might be. I don't know who thinks that they are far from God, but I want you to hear me today. God wants you. God has need of you. We don't know who feels like they're very far. You know, people experience church hurts. And people have never, ever been to church. People have never confessed Christ before. People were in the church, born and raised in the church, walked away from the church, turned their back on the church. Those are the ones that are far away. The Bible says that God is concerned about the lost. Parable in the Bible even tells us that the shepherd had Nine had a hundred sheep. One of them walked away, wandered off, because he was grazing in, in the grass, and it wasn't green where he was grazing. And he felt like, I can find some greener grass on the other side. And so this little sheep wandered off. Shepherd took count and realized, hey, I'm one short. Did he, do you think he moved on? He stopped and went after that one. 
when he realized you're the same little joker that wanders off every day. I'm about to teach you a lesson. So you know what he did? Broke his legs. So he couldn't wander off. Caused him some affliction. Caused him to be at a place where he had to trust in the shepherd. So the shepherd who was kind, who was loving, who was generous, who was gracious, picked up that sheep whose legs he broke and threw it on his shoulder. And everywhere the shepherd went, the sheep went. Come on, y'all. Anybody here been broken? Anybody here had need of the Savior to pick you up and carry you so that everywhere you went, the shepherd was there and you didn't go anywhere without the shepherd? Keep in mind, folks, that there's somebody out there laid through and they have not allowed the shepherd to pick them up. Y'all, y'all had animals before. You know how your cat or your dog didn't want to get picked up? It did everything it could to keep you from picking it up. You had to fight it. See, the shepherd ain't going to fight us. He's not going to fight us. He's gentle. So the scripture says, verse 14, Christ himself is our way of peace. If we need peace today, we need to come to Jesus. If we need peace today, we need to totally surrender to Jesus. We're trying to figure out why do I have so much confusion? Why is it I always have a headache? Why is it I'm always stressed? Why is it that I cannot sleep at night? Why is it that I cannot keep my mouth under control? Why is it that I cannot think those things that are good, those things that are honest? Why is it church 
have 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 laws and traditions and customs that keep people out of the church. We gonna go to hell with all these traditions. All these man-made rules. Our job is to advance the kingdom of God and not be a hindrance to who needs him the most. We don't know who the fathers are. All we know is that we are living epistles read of men. That's what we should have saw in that mirror. I am the word of God. I am saved by his grace. So verse 15, it goes on to say um, that the Jewish laws excluded the Gentiles, for he died to um, make that the system whole. Then he took the two groups that had been opposed to each other and made them part of him. Thus he fused up together to become one new person. And at least there was peace. Verse 16 says, as part of the same body, our anger against each other has disappeared. For both of us have been reconciled to God, and so the feud ended at the cross. I'm reminded of the hymn that says, at the cross, at the cross, where I first saw the light. And the burdens of my soul was rolled away. It was there by faith I received my sight. Don't you know that there's room at the cross? There's plenty of room at the cross. Jesus died for all of us. Verse 17. And he has brought this good news of peace to you Gentiles who were very far away from him and to us Jews who were near. Now all of us, whether Jew or Gentile, may come to God the Father with the Holy Spirit's help because of what Christ has done for us. Verse 19 says, now, now you are no longer strangers to God and foreigners to heaven. But you are members of God's very own family, citizens of God's country, and you belong in the household of faith. Every one of you Christians. Verse 20 says, what a foundation you stand on now. The apostles and the prophets and the cornerstone of the building is Jesus Christ himself. 21 says, we who believe are carefully joined together with Christ as part of a beautiful, consistently growing temple of God. Verse 22 says, and you also are joined with him and with each other by the Spirit are part of the dwelling place of God. And the Lord had a blessing to the reading and the hearing this world. What I want to do is pull this all together for us to give us a better understanding of what Paul was saying to us. I'm going to start backwards 
and work my way back up to verse 11. Verse 19 through 21 talks to us about the building, the church. We are the church, the individual. We come together to worship God. We come together as one body in Christ to, to put together a building. So we can go outside and have church and have worship. We don't have to be in this building to have worship. We don't have to be in this building to have worship. We can get up and go outside and stand in the middle of Mallory Avenue and make a joyful noise unto the Lord. Because we are the church. And we have been built on a foundation that was not built by man's hands. It was built on the principle of God's holy word, the apostles' doctrine and the apostles' teaching. What did they teach? The word of God. They taught the word of God, right? So we are the church. We are the living epistle. We are daily read of men. We are daily read of men. I don't care where you go. You are the living word of God. At the house, on the job, in the classroom, at the doctor's office, at the bus stop, at the grocery store. And it don't change. You are the living epistle read of men. Back into your mirror. Back into your mirror. Back into your mirror. How come we have family and friends that don't worship with us? Back into your mirror. I, I had a hard conversation. I made a phone call. And I asked this family, I said, I just want to ask you a question. Why did you stop coming to church? Was it something that I did? Was it something that I said? Don't throw this back on you now. church to worship with us, with you, because of what they read. And you. On you. What did they read? What did they see? If the church, if Jesus Christ made it possible that all men, all women, all boys, all girls were gathered together to worship him, to be one body in Christ, what's keeping them from worshiping with us? Ask yourself the question, Lord, stand in the mirror, Lord, what is it that's in me that's keeping my son, my daughter, my husband, my wife, my grandchildren? 
my nieces, my nephew, my neighbor, all the people I talk to about coming to my church, what is it that they see in me that's keeping them from coming with me? We're trying to move to, to 2023. We should not want to just move with the 12 of us. The Bible says that he will add to the church daily such as he sees fit. Are we standing in the way of him seeing fit to add? I know y'all said that ain't that that wasn't the Sunday school lesson, Pastor. That's not what I studied. But I said I told you I wanted to go deeper than what this lesson is really saying to us. I really want us to get the meat and the potatoes of it. Because if we are the church, what are we doing to keep others from becoming a part of, of, of what God did for us through his son Jesus? Remember, we were the one close. Okay? That's verses 11 through 13. Verses 11 through 14, and I'm just about done because I'm over time. We ought to see what God did for us. We ought to see what God did for us through his son Jesus and how he helped us become the community that we are supposed to be. These are the last days. And those of us that are sitting here, those of us that have called into blog talk to be a part of our worship experience, not a part of our church, a part of our worship experience, because our worship experience draws people closer to Jesus. And so what barrier have we made? Let me, let me, let me, let me help you here. Go back. What wall? I'm going to use Paul's word. What wall? What law? At verse 14, verse 15 of Ephesians. What law? What law have we made to keep people from coming to experience God? I know this is not no shouting this time message. But this message is to help us learn how we are to be and how we are to exist in community. This lesson is to tear down old mindsets. This message is to challenge the traditional notion that we have about the far away. All far away have, 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 have not of forsaken Christ. They've just forsaken the assembly of the saints. So how, what, what law have we created, church? What laws have we made? These man-made laws. You got to wear a dress when you come to church. You got to wear a hat when you come to church. You can't come to church and be in the tennis shoes. Oh, God forbid you walk in church and you got tattoos and piercings. What laws have we created? The kingdom of God is for everybody. Say that. 
Church, because church has turned so 
don't even want you to mention the word church to her because church has hurt her that bad. Don't say church to her because she ain't coming. But I said, come and worship with me. All right, where are we going? The message is the same, but the methods have to change. And we are not too old. We are not too old. If you're still here, you can change. You can make a difference. So people are coming to the kingdom of God, and they're coming through our worship experience. They're coming because they read something on us that they need. People are coming with different levels of experience. Some of them will be from, from that generational air of church. And then some of them will be first-time newcomers to church. Some of them will be coming straight out the penitentiary. Straight from the whole house. Straight from the crack house. Are we going to reject them or receive them? We will not be like the, the, the church the Jewish people in the Ephesus. We will not. We will love God's people. We will honor God's people and the gift that God has given them. We will be the church of love on the world. And we will continue to grow in grace and the knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. We're standing all over the sanctuary. Please read your Sunday school lesson. We're in the book of Ephesians for the rest of the month. I want us to really get what God is saying to us today. Because we're going to go out and start evangelizing. And we're going to start changing our lifestyles. We're going to start asking ourselves those questions. What do my family see in me when they look at me because I'm the living epistle of God? Is my book so judgmental that they can't see God? Have I put up walls because they don't think like I think? Have I turned them off because they don't, they don't dress like I dress? Um, our assignment is to reach the masses, to reach the lost. Galatians 3 and 22 says that there is no male, no female, no, no free, no slave, no Gentile, no Jew. We are all one in the body of Christ. Every eye is closed, every head is bowed. Father God, forgive us. A building of walls, creating laws that would keep your sons and your daughters from experiencing the fullness of who you are. I know that there are so many men and women out in this world that are saved, but they won't come to uh, gather together in the assembly of the saints because the saints really ain't been acting like saints. So let us now confess 
sins of being judgmental, being hypocritical. Let us say and believe what we say. Let us believe what we say and let us say what we believe, that Jesus is for all. Let us believe what we say and let us say what we believe. Jesus is for all. Oh, God. Change our mindset. Let us say what we believe and let us believe what we say that Jesus is for all. Come on, thanks. Jesus is for all. I believe it and I'm saying it today because I want my mind and my heart and my mouth to help others see Jesus and be ready for his coming. Thank you for this word today, Father. Thank you for making it so plain that we will be able to confess and repent and live a life that will help others get right and get back to their first love. We love you today, Father, and we appreciate you. We're so grateful and so thankful that you spared us to be the change that you expect to see in the body of Christ. No more division, no more woes. The laws that we live by are the laws that govern all of us. That we may one day hear you say, well done, my good and faithful servant. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father God. Now I'm in the grace of God and the sweet communion of his Holy Spirit. Rest, rule, and abide with us, hence now and forevermore. What I say unto one, I say unto all. Watch, pray, and live holy every day. Be blessed, my brother. Be blessed, my sister. Love you all. Have a blessed day. Will you receive Minister Natasha Cobbs tonight? Come on, put